Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Oh, welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Kellner will be back in 2020. Mike, <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> not in my mind, you're not. My co-host, as always, it's just a treat working with this man. Oh, he is, is Pastor. A blessing. That's what he calls it. I don't get sarcasm all the time. So, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. You know, Pastor, when we have a guest in studio, we, we really put on this whole professional thing for him, don't we? Oh, we do. We, I mean, he ought to be definitely impressed with everything going on here today. Man, we are a first-class operation here <laughs> at Faith, Faith in the Zone. Our special guest, former UW-Green Bay basketball player, played in Austria, Romania, Holland, played in the D-League, but you know what? At heart, he is a mighty Spartan from Somerset, Wisconsin. He's Mike Schachner. Mike, how are you? It's good to meet you. I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's amazing how what a professional organization we are here at Faith in the Zone. You're impressed, aren't you? I am. I mean, just, just the way you two work together, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> we're, we're real people just down to earth. Class, class, class. Yeah, thank you. My back hurts already, <laughs> and the show is just starting from carrying this man. <laughs> I'm t- you know, uh, like, and I've told this story a lot. I coached his boys. I coached all of them in basketball. And uh, having to deal with uh, with Ken Kellner after a game was just an incredible experience. A blessing? It was one of those blessings. <laughs> because when he would come up to speak to me about the game we just got done and his boys got done playing, I never knew if I was talking to my friend, and he's my friend, if I was talking to a parent, because he was a parent, or I was talking to my pastor. And I have to respond to him quite a bit differently if I'm talking to my friend or a parent or my pastor. And I'm starting to get that same feeling here at Faith in the Zone, because I might be crossing the line. If the, if he's right now my pastor, you know, what happened just prior to, to us uh, starting the show with me ripping on him like that, I need to check myself. So, Pastor, if I'm talking to Pastor Ken, I apologize. Hey, you're fine with me, Mike. Hey, Mike, I got to tell you one, one quick story. Mike... Uh, was co- he coached my boys and uh and as hard a time as i give him he did a great job and i wanted his influence in my boys lives and uh, our our second son kevin i think you guys were playing rockford christian yep. and hadn't done too well against rockford christian and kevin played an incredible game and mike comes up to me after the game and he says i tell you you better not say anything negative to kevin tonight at all that was an awesome game played phenomenal 
And so I went over where Kevin would come out of the gym and Mike was over, you know, getting that of boys from folks, you know, and Kevin walks out and I went up to him and I started pointing my finger right in his chest and I said, I want to tell you, that was a great game, Kevin. Well, Mike just sees me and that, and I mean, he comes busting across the gym floor and he goes, you better be telling him he played great. And I go, that is exactly what I'm telling him. <laughs> you, you know, Mike, I don't, what was, did your dad go to every game? He did. He did. Did he talk to the coaches after the game, or no, did he, he let? He was pretty quiet. He, he really was pretty just quiet. Let them do their thing. He Would did. He talk to you after a game? <laughs> a little bit. You know, he kind of just give me a, some high fives, and that would be that'd be high fives. High fives. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> My turn. He would give you high fives and stay away from the coaches. <laughs> Man, he's like he's. Have you ever seen the show The Odd Couple? Yeah. Two opposites, Pastor you and Mike Schockner's dad are opposite. Mike, I'd love to meet him. I would too. I would too. And then I'd say, Pastor, this is the way you are a parent, right there. You leave the coach alone and you do nothing but high five your sons. Man, I'll tell his boys were awfully good basketball players. So I'm just kidding. And it, you know what? It wasn't so much Pastor Ken. It was Kathy. It was oh, Mrs. Man, Keltner. I hope she's listening. I hope no, she's, she's listening. listening, and she knows. I still have tapes. If you want, to come over and watch him, because she would tape the games and forget that I could hear what she was saying <laughs> about me during the games. And you know, I'm not afraid of Pastor Ken at all. Kathy, on the other hand, she, I love her to death, man. She's great, but she does scare me just she a little bit. Fire, huh? She does. Be, how, come, how come Mike's not putting putting one of the boys in right now? I go, because they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, They're down six. They better put one of the Keltner boys back in. I, man, I was thinking, don't worry. We've got my son, Matthew. He can't shoot a lick sometimes, but he sure can't pass the ball. Mike Schachter, it's really good to meet you, and I appreciate you coming in. Let's talk a little bit about, if we can, growing up in, in Somerset, Wisconsin, up near La Crosse, Minnesota border, correct? Well, it's a little even more north of La Crosse. It's uh, pretty much 45 minutes uh, straight east, right about of Minneapolis, St. Okay. Paul area. So did you grow up a Viking fan or a Packer fan? Actually a Packer fan, but it's it's very split up in that country for sure. I bet. And when they play, there's a lot of purple out and a lot of green and gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful part of the state. It's a really nice area, right? Yeah, it really is. And uh, I grew up in the country, uh, real close to my grandparents' farm, so I grew up actually milking cows and doing all the all the work on the farm. So that was uh, that was my experience. Is that near Chisago Lakes? Are you near Chisago Lakes? It very, yeah, it is close. Okay. close to that. Yeah, it all would right. be yeah, pretty much a little more southeast of that. Okay, all right. How do you know where that is, Pastor? Oh, that's a long story, and we don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. That, all right. We, we, uh, we'll get to that during the break, I think. Hey, so growing up in, in Somerset, did you, did you play ball, basketball in high school with the same kids that you played in third, fourth, fifth grade with? A lot of them, yeah. So yeah. I went to a private school up until sixth grade. Uh, so actually, up until sixth grade, we'd actually play against uh, some of these kids that eventually when... Uh, I went to the public school uh, in seventh grade. We yes, we played on the same team. Is it, is there a private high school in that area? If you decided not to go to the public school, where would you have gone? Oh, uh, it's really the closest one is in the cities for private high school. So you kind of grew up knowing that you guys would all eventually end up playing together, right? Right. 
And you're six eight, six nine, right? Yeah, six seven, six eight. You know, the the paper always likes to stretch it a little bit. That's all right. But you, <laughs> I would assume that you were the tallest kid in the class. Yes. Yeah. Did you always have to play with your back to the basket growing up? You were the kid that went block to block with your hands up. Yeah, it was uh, really pretty much me stuck underneath the basket, and it was really on my own to work on the ball handling because that was just something that. You know, I just really didn't have. Because certainly to play at the next level, you needed to turn and face the basket. Oh, for sure. And be able to put the ball on the floor a little bit and and shoot the ball a little bit. And I, I've watched a little tape on you, and uh, the, certainly something that you were gifted. You could you shot it pretty well. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. So when when you were growing up, uh, multi sport athlete, you said uh, during the break or before we started recording, you said that you played a little bit of football. Six seven six eight wide receiver, yeah. yeah, Calvin Johnson kind of stuff. <laughs> they still didn't throw the ball. Not a whole lot. They uh, they love that that power, the option. Uh, that was that was their bread and butter. How how is your family still live there? Yeah, yeah. Do you get home much? Uh, not a whole lot. Only probably about once a year or so. We need to get you home a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. So you're living here in Milwaukee, and we're going to get into a little bit about your days at, at UW Green Bay. Um, and then going abroad and, and getting a chance to see, you know, some unbelievable places in the world, going to Austria and, and Romania and Holland, and then playing for the Erie Bayhawks in the D-League. Um, the, the UW-Green Bay decision, was that an easy decision for you out of high school? It really was because they were really the only school that was really seriously recruiting me. The division, for only Division One school? Yeah, there were some uh, out of like a little more east United States. But I really wanted to stay closer to to home because my family really wanted to see me play more. Yeah, did they? And uh, do you have brothers, sisters? Yeah, I'm the youngest of six. Really? Actually, yeah. And my my parents they they made just about every home game to Green Bay, which is like a four hour trip. You know, whether it was during the week, weekends, they were. They were diehard fans for good, sure. Good for them. I and I know that was hard for Pastor Ken. Uh, his sons um, played in, in Pennsylvania. My son went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College and played. So it was a forty-five minute drive, and, and I can tell you that with you know I coached him in high school. Then I I coached one year. Bad move there, by the way. Thanks for <laughs> Pastor help me on that one. <laughs> Heritage Christian, and then retired or got fired, whichever story you'd like to know. And I uh, got a chance to go watch him play the last three years. And when it ended, it was really brutal. It was tough because that's what we did. I mean, took vacation to go to mm-hmm. go watch him play here and go watch him play there. And um, when it ended, it was uh, Terry and I looked at each other and said, "Uh-oh, now what?" You know, we 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 really enjoyed uh, watching him play, and I'm sure your parents. Really enjoyed watching you play. First two years at Green Bay, really good. Right. Next two years, a little bit of a struggle for you. Yeah, and there's a story behind that, too. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into it right now or later. You let me know. Well, who, who was coaching uh, when you got to Green Bay? <laughs> so, all four years, I had Todd Kowalczyk for head coach, and he's out in Toledo right now. Okay. Know a lot about him, by the way. We'll yeah. talk about that during break. I'm not sure how much on faith in the zone we can we can now. He look, he pretty good coach, had a reputation being pretty tough on uh on certain players. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's fair to say, Mike. Yeah. First two years you you, you strive and then I looked at, at uh and that first year coming in had a big year, right? Freshman year was a good year. Yeah, I was really just given an opportunity. We really didn't have 
too much inside, you know, at that time. And I was just really just given the opportunity and tried to really take hold of it. Well, I'll tell you what, for, for you to be able to go play in Australia, uh, Romania, Holland, I, and I don't know what professional basketball is like in those areas, but I know that you got a chance to see parts of the world that, that, that a lot of people never get a chance to see. If you could go back to one of those areas, which one would you go back to to, to play basketball? I'd actually say Holland. Okay. Uh, the fans are great. Uh, I actually still keep in contact with some of the people that I got to know over there. That's awesome. Married? Yes, I'm you married. Kids? Yep. So I have a two-year-old bio daughter, and we uh, foster as well. Man. What's your wife's name? My wife's name's Andrea. Andrea. You know what? Uh, I hope you're listening, and uh, this is a good man. You did good. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to transition a little bit uh, to your faith. We'll talk a little bit about how your faith has affected your life professionally and personally, and we'll do that on, on the other side. His name, and he is a good, a Somerset boy. we got to get him home a little bit more, but we'll uh, we'll talk a, l- a little bit about that as we go on. But he is Mike Schockner, former UW-Green Bay basketball player, played in the D-League, played uh, in Austria, Romania, and Holland, and we'll talk to him about his faith on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special in-studio guest. Depends where you look, 6-9-6-8-6-7, I think probably 6-7, that's what he's talking as he walked in, pastor's trying to tell him he could he could post him up. I just don't see that happening. He is Mike Schockner, former basketball player at UW-Green Bay, professional player as well. And uh, he's, are you done playing basketball now or still playing? As far as professionally, like yeah, uh, no, competitive, you know? Are like, you playing Muni League stuff? Yeah, I play a little bit here and there. Yeah. You know, but it's, and, and try to find some leagues around here. To, yeah, to and, any three-on-three, three, I mean, count Mike and I in, you know, we join up with you. There we go. I mean, if you could... If you if you'll kind of penetrate the gap and find no. me in the corner, just rebound oh, and defend, <laughs> rebound, defend, and pass the ball to me. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> and don't listen to Pastor keep saying I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. He's There's a open. reason I'm open. Right? They, they, they scouted us, Pastor. That's why you're open. Hey, Mike, let's talk a little bit about um, about your faith and and where it began. We love and and I know pa- there's normally a Pastor's question, but I'm gonna take it. What the heck? You know, faith in the zone is all about talking to guys. And, and women that come on this show about their testimony and, and where their, their walk began. And uh, if we can ask you to share your testimony with us. For sure. So I uh, grew up in a traditional church. Uh, we'd always pray together as a family before bedtime and went to church every Sunday. I knew a lot of the Bible stories. I never really knew what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, really... Really, I kept that mindset um, through through college, uh, and then for the first couple years of college, for sure. 
when I said before, there's a story behind that. Um, so I was, I had really two really good years at Green Bay. Um, really just getting attention even from some NBA scouts and just feeling really confident. I even started my junior year just, yeah, getting, having great games against Ohio State, uh, Michigan State. I remember that. And then it was just like I hit a wall. Um, just, it was uh, just really the timing of it. But I was actually taking this psychology class at the time. That's what I majored in uh, undergrad. And we were talking about depression. And I know you, you shouldn't self-diagnose yourself, but I could really relate with pretty much all those symptoms. Wow. And um, really from there, just my basketball went downhill. My school got tougher. I uh, just wanted to isolate in my room. Uh, yeah, and that that really lasted uh, my whole junior year. It was really tough. Well, that had to be a very difficult year for you. Really difficult year, and I, man, I, I'm sorry that you that you had to go through it. And and I know at that level of Division One college basketball, these coaches aren't they're not putting their arm around you and saying, you know, what's going on. They're saying, you know, get on the line, let's get a little tougher. Right. right. And that's not exactly what, and you know this now, mm-hmm. but that's not exactly what you needed at that point. Right. And I was, it was more treated where I was just kind of just replaced. Um, and I know at that level, it's about winning. And really it's a, it, when you get down to it, it's a business. Um, and I, I can't fault the coaches for that, but it was just, that's, that's the way that that does work. Can I ask you, and before we, 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 we get a, a little bit further down with your, with your testimony, did, now that you're looking back on it, was there a trigger point? Was there something that happened, um, either on the basketball floor or in your life that, that, that made things turn for for you? And that is the strange thing because I really can't identify. Wow, something it was, and I just remember just always asking God why that question why, and it really got so bad, uh, and it just got to the point where I was just so depressed that I was having suicidal thoughts, uh, and I just remember one night, just I just just fell on the floor and like, God, you can have my life because I, I just don't want it anymore. Boy, when you look back at those times, mm-hmm. does it scare you who you were back then? Yeah, because I just, I wasn't me. Yeah. Interesting. So let's let's get back to the face side of this. So so you knew the stories and we talk and Pastor, you can jump in at any time, but we talk about to a lot of guys that 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 including myself that knew all the stories. And there was somebody that came on, and I quote him all the time. He said, look, I knew Jesus Christ the same way I knew Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I knew all the stories. I just didn't know. I had no personal relationship with him. And and I can, and I use that line a lot because it, it's, it, it, it was my life for a long time. Um, where did that change for you? Well, and even that wasn't just a drastic, almost like a Saul to Paul moment. Uh, it was slowly surrendering each part of my life and even for a while there were just a lot of parts where like I say God you can have that but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this piece and I, and I 
And I would do that for, you know, a number of years. And I, even while I was still trying to get out of the pit of depression and trying to find my confidence back in basketball, and I was just really trying to find myself again. Pastor, do you hear that from, from people a lot where, where they say, hey, look, I'm willing to, Lord, okay, I'm going to give you this part, but I'm going to keep this part because, you know, this part's even more important to me where, where they, they have, and, and I know listening to you preach for a long time now, you know, that one foot in the world, one foot out of the world. You, you, ta- you hear a lot about that? Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, for, for even a believer, a uh, believer can say, you know, God has all of me, but uh, just this, this little part right here. You know, I usually tell my people that, that, let's say the United States is my whole life, and I say, God, you have, you have all of it, except, I mean, Leavenworth, Kansas. I mean, y- you don't even want to mess with Leavenworth, Kansas. Let me deal with Leavenworth, Kansas, and God usually is working in my life because he wants every bit of it. And so even for the believer, and who Mike has been reminding me of, um, Mike, has, has been Landry Jones a little bit, because you remember Landry Jones went to Oklahoma from, from New Mexico. That's a great and, point, yeah. yeah. And, and his freshman year, and uh, man, he, he just thought he was going to tear the world up, and he hit rock bottom. And that's where, um, you know, he had put his faith and trust in the Lord before that, but he said that was where his faith really started to grow in his life. Uh, where, when was that time that you would say this was the moment that, that my journey with Christ when I said, I, I, I need you to be my Savior, I, I, can't, I can't do it on my own? I'd say when I really fully took it seriously was pretty much when I graduated from college, I'd say right around there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, so then you, so then that junior and senior year were r- real struggles, and and this piece of what what Christ can do in a person's life when we uh, when we accept His free gift of salvation didn't take place till really even after college. Correct, because I, I grew up knowing always, it. Yeah. Right, and I knew it, but I always grew up needing. I always had to prove myself. I felt like I had to earn it because I've. I've had to work hard and everything else to prove myself in school, to prove myself in basketball. And you know what, uh, Mike, that is so important because most people don't understand that to live with God eternally is a free gift. They feel like, you know, yeah, I had to do this to make it in basketball. I had to work hard to make it in the band. I have to work hard to make it in my job. And so I, I just kind of transfer that over and think in religion, I got to work hard to try to merit God's approval. And it really simply comes down, the gift of God is eternal life. I mean, it's a gift from God. And so I love it that you made that point, because most people I talk to all come back to, well, i got to do something. i got to pay for it. Well, no, Jesus paid it for you. That's a it's, great point. Yeah. That's a really good point. And, you know, we hear it, but it, I don't think anybody has, has said it the way, Mike, that, look, I've had to work really hard on everything in my life. Um, and, and so something this glorious can't just be given to me. I, what do I have to do for it? We are talking with Mike Schockner. He is a former UW-Green Bay basketball player, played uh, in Austria, Romania, Holland, played in the D-League with the uh, Erie Bayhawks. Erie Bayhawks. And we're talking a little bit about his, his time at UW-Green Bay and then just a little bit after when – you know, he realized that he needed to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Mike, when 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 you grow up, when you grow up in a place like Somerset, and you and you have to work on a farm, and you and there's some tough guys there. 
You know, there's some strong men. I, I would assume that that the the idea of talking about depression with with some people in in that area in your life had to be very difficult. Right, and because even now, you know, there's such a label and a stigma um, with depression, but a lot of mental illness and. I think a lot of the public's perception is, well, just get over it. Like, well, what, why are you sad? You know, you you have everything. Yeah. I mean, a good-looking guy, Division <laughs> One basketball player. Well, he's not as good-looking as you and I, Pastor, but, I mean, you, we have to be nice to the people that come right, in. Right, right. You know, if, if he's not, we, we run a class. Yeah, class yeah, outfit, if Mike. he's not better-looking than you and I, then maybe he should be depressed. Um, I'm just kidding, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. I said you and I, Pastor. Um, but, you know, I and, and I certainly get... You know, get that, and and I come from an era where it's you know rub some dirt on it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. There's your if they told you you have a concussion, don't worry about it. You won't remember today anyway. Go play harder, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so so when you got done at UW Green Bay, what what was the trigger part, or what what was you just did you start realizing that this is uh, something that you needed in your life more than ever? Well, and it was really not until digging into God's word more, um, really going more to, uh, Bible studies and just getting more connected with more mature believers that I really understood what, what it really meant, what Jesus's role really was for all of us. Pastor, those words of, of when he said, look, I need to surround, once I got around mature believers, we talk a lot in, at Brookside Baptist Church about, you know how important it is for the for the men in that church to be able to mentor at least talk to some of the younger people in the church and here's a perfect example of a young man that benefited from whatever church he was at from some of the more mature believers reaching out and spending time with him yeah and and the key was uh from just listening to you you were seeking that you mm-hmm. were man I got you know, the Bible says the devils believe in God and they even tremble. But, you know, that's back to what Mike was talking about. That's just that head knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not till it travels, what, 18 inches down to where I open up my life and my heart and I say, this is what I've been looking for all my life. And many of the guests we had on, including Paul Bird last week, you know, uh, he, he said, man, I, I, I made that decision. I trusted the Lord. And he said, then probably nobody on your program has invited Jesus in their life more than me because he said, after I trusted Christ, I felt like I had to now merit and show how good I was. And he said, I always ended up falling back down. And he said it was just frustrating. And he said it wasn't until until some folks came along and really helped me understand and discern the scriptures that that Jesus— uh, my relationship with him is a done deal when I put my trust in him. You know, my fellowship can be broken when I, you know, get mad or I, you know, sin or do something like that. And he said, finally, it started coming, you know, that if we confess our sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. And then my, my, my fellowship is restored, but my relationship is always a done deal. And I think that's what a lot of people even struggle with as believers. They think, ah, I don't think I'm saved this week. I, I had to, I had a bad week and mm-hmm. I didn't do very well. And um, especially when I was driving on the highway, you know, I was losing it with other drivers and I can't be a Christian. Yeah. yeah. He is uh, Mike Schockner and, and uh, we will continue this, this part of his journey on the other side of the break. Again, he is a former UW Green Bay basketball player and all the places he played, that's great. But at heart, he is a Spartan from Somerset, Wisconsin. 
a mighty Spartan. Uh, I don't know how mighty. He was a Spartan. Let's just go with that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. You ever realize, other than Marcus Hanna, we never have a guy come to the studio twice? Only yeah. once. And I, and I always wondered why. And now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to understand it. Our special, they, they, they love being with us, Mike. I don't know what you're talking why, about. They, why don't they ever come into the studio? Mike Schockner's like shaking his head going, man, are we almost done here? I'm telling you, he is uh, the husband of Andrea. 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 I'm close. Yeah, you're close. It was yeah, good. really close. And uh, speak very highly, man. You all kicked your coverage. I've never met the girl, but I got a feeling, right? You all kicked it a little bit? Yeah, she's great. She's a great God-fearing woman, for sure. Um, Mike Schachter played at UW-Green Bay, professional basketball player. Uh, what are you doing nowadays? So I'm a mental health and substance abuse counselor. Wow. Wow. Yep. Good for you. Giving back, right? <laughs> yep. Doing good work? Yeah, it's uh, obviously challenging work, but I just feel that's kind of the way God wired me. Hey, when when you talked about Andrea, did you you guys met at Green Bay? Correct. Um, and as far as her walk, wait, wait, are you guys kind of in the similar path? Yeah, I would say we uh, grew up saying that we would be Christians growing up, but really not following what Jesus commanded. And when when uh, how long after uh, college did you guys get married? It was uh, two years. Okay, so pretty similar than time frame. Did you guys have a conversation about hey, look, we we need to figure this part out in our life before we 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 come together as one? Well, and we did. And even when we got married, we were pretty immature as Christians. Uh, we really would say that, you know, we, we'd be going to church and, you know, we almost surrendering more. We were more of uh, accepting God's grace. But as far as really, you know, boasting in those weaknesses. Right. And, uh, and knowing that, you know, we can't do it on our own. You know, we still try to do things on our own and our own strength. Yeah. Pastors, you uh, you hear that a lot. I, I am sure, especially because look, these are young people, and and I think we understand that as as uh, look. I wasn't. I I envy the fact that you figured it out at, at still a really early age. Pastor figured it out a long. How old were you, Pastor? I was uh, I was a young boy, probably elementary school, when I put my faith and trust in the Lord. So I envy that. You know, it took me a lot longer. I'm again 100% Irish, so I'm a little bullheaded and a little stubborn, and that doesn't work so well sometimes when you're trying to kind of like you. Okay, look, I'll give you this little piece, but I'm keeping this piece because this is what I think fun is mm-hmm. and what it's supposed to be. Um, so, so if we can, did you guys move from Green Bay to Milwaukee right away? No, actually. So we uh, we were out in Maine 
actually for uh, quite some time my wife went out to grad school out there so uh, every off season because i was playing overseas at oh, the that's time, right yeah so we were apart for really a lot of those most of the years that i played overseas how hard was that for you um not only in your marriage but certainly temptation when you're a professional basketball player and your wife's not with you throughout the world tough place to be right it is and you know i even i really didn't have that foundation of how to respect women you know and yeah it's it it really wasn't easy and i'm glad i had uh, some some guys to surround me you know we we uh we ask this question i ask this question a lot to professional athletes and and former professional athletes for for you was it easier to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside of the locker room well when i i think back even through college and then into overseas uh, the guys that i hung out with in the locker room were the guys that i hung out with outside but uh, we we would go to athletes in action, um, but we were we were pretty immature in our walks, and we we really we only knew what we knew. Um, so, you know, I don't think any of us would really say that we were really being a disciple of Jesus. But it, it but it you you felt like it it made you look good to 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 go to athletes in action. You know, Paul Bird last week made a comment too. He said, look. I outwardly tried to pr- portray myself as this perfect Christian, and, but when when nobody was watching, he you know the, the, that was the, I was doing some things that that I would never want to tell anybody, and and I'm wondering if that's kind of similar to what what was happening with you. Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. Uh, it's you know we would say as far as you know you know do even little Bible studies on our own, but then you know in the off season we'd. You know, on the weekends we would drink way too much and just, just act foolish, really. <laughs> yeah, there's places up in Green Bay to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so, uh, so right when you got finished at Green Bay, University of Green Bay, did you went pro right then? Correct. I went. Okay. Uh, yeah, the next season okay. I was over in Austria. Yeah, and so were you married at that point? Not yet. No. Nope. Yeah. All right. And then you had said about your uh, your faith becoming personal and real uh, took place after college. Did that happen when you were overseas? That you know, because then you know when you go overseas, you're not near family and friends. Correct. And so you had probably more time to to think, to meditate. Obviously, you had your Bible, reading through the Bible. And so was it over. Uh, on that tour with uh, European basketball, that that's when you said, "Man, I see it now. It's clear as day. It's Jesus Christ and Jesus alone." Right, and uh, and just like you said, I really didn't have a whole lot as far as support. I think that's when I started to really try to understand mm-hmm. the Bible more and really get into what God's Word says. Yeah, it really wasn't until uh, a few years. Um, Really, until even my overseas in uh, in Holland, where I was able to have people over there to to really help me in my walk. Well, that was going to be my question. I mean, so here you are over there, and, and that's a tough place for the gospel in those countries because it's really um, they they it's really been snuffed out. And so I, I was just curious. I mean, who who was it? What guy was there? A certain guy over there to just 
or or a you know even trying to find a place to go to church i mm-hmm. think would have been difficult over there was there a certain guy on the team or from a church that just invested in you and said hey i'm going to i'm going to help you learn how to be discerning in your life and to understand here's what the scriptures say well i would say uh a lot of it's uh, actually found in international church while i was in holland uh, so they spoke English during the service and everything, which obviously is helpful. Uh, and then, uh, there was actually one of the team supporters, um, have a Bible study, um, with her and a guy, a couple guys actually on my team, uh, when I was over in Holland, um, as far as, uh, kind of constant support, it was really from our church in Maine, um, really when I was summer and then keeping in contact with those guys, you know, older, mature Christians that could, that could really try to keep me accountable in my walk. Boy, that's, uh, it, it keeps going back to that. And I think that that's really an important lesson, uh, that, that I think all of us can learn on, on the show today is to make sure that, you know, you're, you're willing to invest in some young Christians that are, that are looking, um, and, and asking questions or if they're not asking questions, you're, they're watching. They're watching how you interact. They, they, they're watching how you how you walk. And you you know your your answer on on inside the locker room, outside the locker room is interesting because same guys. So mm-hmm. those are those are my guys. Whether they're inside the locker room or outside the locker room, we we're talking with Mike Schockner, former UW Green Bay basketball player, professional basketball player, now living here in in the city with his wife Andrea. Um, how many, uh, one biological child and, and we, and we foster as well. Yep. How many, uh, how many kids that did various, right? Well, yeah, just right now we just have one, one girl. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. So when you can, you know, I'm going back to you, you made this decision, you put your faith and trust in the Lord when you were over, basically it sounds like overseas mm-hmm. in the basketball. Mm-hmm. So after you came to the Lord and, uh, were there guys on the team that would say, Hey, why are you so different now? I mean, what what is it about you? I mean, did they were, did guys notice a change in in either your work ethic or how you lived your life or, or or what what was taking place there between you and them at that point? Well, as far as seeing that progress, you know, I was on a different team every year, so it wasn't they couldn't really see long term progress. Mm-hmm. But I think even just the way I handled uh, even partying and, and women. Compared to other people on the team, they guys were like, "What? You're different." Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, that is uh, that's really important. I watched uh, I watched a couple YouTube clips of you, <laughs> and you had a dunk that was pretty. There a couple of them. I thought, man, this uh, this is really good stuff. I I like the fact, you know, Pastor. There are times that we're we're for people like me that. When it, when that decision was made, it was made, you know what, because it had to be made at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was, this has to be done. And then there are other guys that, that are like, okay, you know, this journey that I've been on has taken a while, but here are the steps. I was here, and then I was here, and here's what happened in my life, and then I was here. And there's no, it's not a cookie cutter deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's got a story, and 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 as you talk about all the time, we love hearing all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when when I get asked to go speak at different churches to men's groups, and we've had this conversation, 
Mike is another guy that that should be invited out because if he's willing to get up, he's willing to come on the radio and talk about some some bouts of depression that he had and how he worked out of them. Look, if 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 you're if you're looking for somebody to come and talk about that part to a group of people, you know, he he's he's a perfect guy to be able to come and say, "Look, I struggled. I I was at the top of my game playing Division 1 basketball, being looked at from some professional scouts." When this happened, and let me tell you how I worked out of it. And you know, as Mike was just sharing with you, the the uh, Mike, you know, we all are at various points in the journey. But the one thing that unites us all is there was a point in time when we recognized, oh boy, I see, I see right now why Jesus came. A lot of people can talk about Jesus and even say they believe in Him, but it's not until we say, "I'm a sinner, Jesus, you paid it for me." I'm inviting you into my life. And that's the beauty of the journey, as Mike and I have talked to different people, is, you know, whether they had no no contact with any believers and knew nothing about the Bible and they came to Christ, or, you know, even like Tony Dungy said, man, I was drugged to church all the time, and, and it wasn't until I got with the Steelers that John Stallworth is the one who really said, hey, here's what it's about. And so everybody... Even though we all have those different journeys, which I love to hear. Mike is absolutely right. We have had some that break our hearts about what they went through. But then there's that point in time, though, and it's possible some of our listeners need that point in their life to put their trust in Jesus. There's no doubt. He is Mike Schachner, and uh, this is a really nice young man. He's still playing a little basketball. If you're a Muni League team out there looking for six, seven guy, I'm his new agent. You got to come through me. Yeah, couple of Big Mac cards, and he's all yours. I'm holy kid. Can you go, can you still drop step and do all the things you need to do? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to float out now? You're th- you shooting threes like they do in the NBA. No, I you know I, I still like to do that inside out game. You know, I've always tried to play bigger than my size, and I tried to tried to hold to that. Well, that's why I'm going to get him over to Greendale Martin Luther. We're going, to, we're going to get him to come teach some of our boys a couple drop steps. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Again, he is Mike Schockner. He is a former UW-Green Bay basketball player, played overseas, played in Austria, Romania, Holland, played in the D-League for the Erie uh, Bayhawks, and he's doing great work here in the city of Milwaukee, um, and, and it's good to have him. It's good to meet him. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pelon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, the two-guard, the shooting guard from Brookside Baptist Church. <laughs> oh, thank you. He, he has never led a team in assists, I can assure you of that. <laughs> and Mike Schockner, who is our special guest, former UW-Green Bay player, played in Austria, Romania, Holland, played in the D-League, 6'7 post player, I guess you would say, he uh, does not mind playing under the basket a little bit, stepping out. He, he did hit some threes, I, I know, in a few games, and he can still shoot a little bit. 
Hey, uh, Mike, when when you look at Pastor and you look at myself, would you like to join our three-on-three uh, three team oh, with yeah. us? Oh, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> yes. where, where can we sign up? Well, oh, we, it would be fun. Now, can we have five guys on the roster? Because <laughs> let's be honest, you might be able to go. I can't go, Pastor. I can uh, shoot a little bit, but don't ask me to defend, rebound. Let's take how many timeouts we get. That's what I want to know. <laughs> and who's who's bringing the Gatorade and stuff like that. Hey, Mike, with um, we just got a really short amount of time here in the in this last segment, and uh, when we when we we get to the fourth segment and we just have a short amount of time, we want to kind of go back to your playing days. Um, and I asked you this when when uh, before we started, if if you could put on one more uniform, you could play professionally or in college or in high school, if you could play one more Friday night game, what uniform would you put on and why? If I could do any game, yeah. again, I would say uh, when I played over in Holland, uh, game one of uh, the finals, I hit a three to put us ahead towards the end of the game. Oh, man. Yeah, so fun. is that kind of like your highlight of your basketball career that – you would say, I'll never forget that, what yeah, that feeling was like. I would say that uh, just because it, you know, the shot meant a lot. Meant a lot. Right. Mike, I talked to these, you know, I coach high school basketball I have for a long time, and I try to tell the majority of these kids that the best time that they're ever going to have playing basketball is at the high school level. Because a lot of kids either aren't going to play the following year, these seniors, some if they go to Division One, I, I, I've got to believe – that in pure just playing basketball, high school level is pretty good. Yeah, high I mean it's level fun. It's good. It's that's what it's all about. When you get into the college, you start getting the business side of it, and then it's it's a little bit, well, a lot more about wins and losses. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's like being able to go out in the driveway and play with your buddies, you know, and you can talk some smack. And, mm -hmm. I mean, those are some of the most intense games, you know, right there in your Do, career. I don't think any of the boys from Somerset talk smack. They don't talk. <laughs> they, yes, sir. No, sir. I, let's get this game over because I need to get up early tomorrow. A lot of farm boys up there. Uh, a few. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Come on, hold not, on. They got to talk as, smack. Not as, not as many as there, they, there used to be. So. They're, they're not. You guys, look at what a nice, <laughs> kind person he is. You never talk smack, did you, Mike? Actually, I always tried to just have my play talk for itself. We're oh. like twins, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> we are just like tall, thin, good-looking me, and you are like, man, I, we've got to be family. I got to tell you that. Pastor, when he came in today and I came over to get you guys, you were like pretending you were like – I, I you, just knew. You had you, him on I the just, block. And you know what I loved about it? Mike, Mike said to me, he goes, hey, uh, I like it. I mean, that's how we – all right, let's oh, – that, yeah. That's not – look, why during the break were you giving me smack about not inviting you over to Martin Luther? <laughs> because I could help you figure out how to do that 2-3, and I could help Coach know how to break a 1-3-1. Okay. Uh, Half-court trap on you. You know what? And I think that's a great idea. So just stay by your phone. <laughs> yeah, hang out. Make sure the phone is charged. And, and don't ever turn the sound on because you never know when that call's coming. That, you, that you, tell come. you tell Coach, hey, if he needs me, I'll be over there helping. You know what? I will. In fact, as soon as we get done here, I'm going to call Coach Wallersheim and let him know that you're available 24-7. I think he's a great guy. I tell you. He's a wonderful guy. He's a heck of a basketball coach, I'll tell you that. And I know for a fact he listens to Faith in the Zone. Well, which Coach, is... we're glad you listen. Mike, thank you. It's You know what? It's been really good to meet you, and I know that we'll keep in contact. Um, in fact, if I ever need a co-host, 
You, you, uh, since you don't talk smack, we would be perfect together. I, I talk enough for all of us. He is Mike Schachner, and uh, please say hi to Andrea for, for us, and, and uh, we look forward to meeting your entire family one day. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. You yeah, as well. Thank as my, you, Mike. My you honor. too. Yeah, Mike you. and Mike. Man, Mike and Mike in the morning. Here we That's are right here. Mike and Mike on Faith in the Zone. <laughs> Goodbye, Pastor Ken. <laughs> this has been Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? For certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.